0: X-Ray.
1: And welcome to the Beer Podcast. We join you nearly live from the studios of X-Ray FM here in the Falcon Art Community Building. I just noticed the, I just noticed the <laughs> sign for the first time today. In beautiful North Portland. With me is Jeff Allworth, author of several books including The Beer Bible and The Widmer Way.
0: Hey Patrick, how you
1: hey. doing? Oh, I was going go to go the intro first and then do the chat. I know. I want to chat now.
0: I'm just throwing you a little curveball here. <laughs> little chat little informality. You I'm, are Patrick Emerson. I'll do it. I'll follow you. your lead. You yeah. are Patrick Emerson. You are a professor of economics at our Oregon State University. That's right. Now people know
1: to take me seriously when I talk about the weather and, like, you know, getting old and things. <laughs> oh, he's a
0: professor. He knows about everything.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm doing well. How are you? You're off to Seattle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As soon as we finish recording here, I get in a lift and I go to the... Gotta catch a train. Catch the train. Yeah. Yeah. It's Just for a, a nice little weekend... Uh, jaunt. So. A <laughs> nice February rainy weekend jaunt in Seattle. It's beautiful in Seattle.
1: It's where, how to get away from the weather. Uh, so, uh, we are now at episode 101. That's right. I hope everybody had a chance to listen, maybe even live to, well, maybe they shouldn't listen live to the, to the episode 100, which was a wonderful experiment in live radio podcasting.
0: Yeah. Uh, slightly tra- problematic. Had, had the, the... We had a mic failure. The, which is really our brand, so I think it went perfectly. <laughs> uh, so I, turned,
1: I turned it on the car to listen to it. I hadn't listened to it yet. And uh, yeah, it, uh, the first few minutes aren't good. So tip, if you haven't listened to it yet, just skip the first like seven and like a half, seven eight, and and half, half, eight yeah. minutes, uh, and then the mic gets fixed, and you can actually hear our
0: prized featured guest. Right, Who, who's fantastic. And uh, interesting thing, When I kind of missed this the first time, uh, uh, but the... When, when we were talking, he mentioned something that was kind of mind blowing. He said that he brewed with uh, wine grapes when he was at McMiniman's, which this is the big thing right now. Everyone's, you know, doing wine beer hybrids and it's considered yeah, it was very like very what, 1986? Yeah. John <laughs> Harris. All right. That guy, if you think you've done something, probably you haven't done it the first, even if you <laughs> thought you came up with the idea. John uh, Harris probably did it before you did.
1: Yeah. And speaking of previous podcasts, I'd like to just take this moment and congratulate, uh, well, I don't know if you congratulate the person, but just to uh, congratulate the Kansas City Chiefs in, on behalf of Josh Laner, who was our guest <laughs> right. a few weeks ago. Uh, massive Chiefs fan. He, he was very happy. I think he ate twice as much barbecue, which is saying something, given how much barbecue he eats already. Yeah, he might have had an adult, an adult beverage with it, too. All right. Uh, another exciting news. Before we get started, we'd like to thank Breakside Brewery for sponsoring this episode of the Vana Podcast. You can find them in Slabtown, Woodlawn, and milwaukee oregon or at breakside.com
0: that's right thanks breakside yeah a new a new sponsor and that's uh, sweet as we as we as we did with our previous sponsor we will uh sample one of their beers later uh, and we welcome aboard yeah and and (laughs) people who listen to the pod know
1: uh how much we love breakside so um it's always great to be sponsored by a brewery that
0: you admire so that's right And and actually we will so if you hear um if you're us talking about a brewery here, it's it's somebody that we admire. So.
1: Okay, but forget that. Uh, you haven't heard beer's dead. That's right. Uh, so, so we'd like to rechristen this <laughs> the the, the Seltzervana podcast from now on. Uh, no, in today's podcast we address a trend that has changed direction of the industry and has breweries quaking in their rubber boots. Ooh, I you like lot. your I like your text. Thank you. No, not hazy IPAs or kettle sours. We are talking about seltzer. Introduced just four years ago, industry leader White Claw has seized control of the $3 billion segment. Scores of beverage companies, including dozens of breweries, have leaped to make seltzer, hoping to grab a small piece of that exploding volume. We're going to explore the topic today with cider maker Nat West. Cascadia brand recently introduced a line of seltzer. Okay, we'll talk about their impact on the market, how they're made, and of course, we'll taste a few. All that soon, but for, first, the news. In news relevant to today's topic, AB InBev spent $24 million launching their new Bud Light Seltzer. No Bud Light. Most of it during NFL playoff games. During the first three weeks of January, this spend was larger than any other in beer and accounted for 37% of the total ad dollars spent on beer.
0: Big. I saw and,
1: it. I saw it. I watched the Super Bowl. I saw
0: their, I saw their spend. Yeah. And you know... Uh, My own, I had a a tiny part to play in this. I wrote a really short, snarky piece on Birvana, my blog. I saw that. And it was the number one uh, Google return for uh, about three weeks. (laughs) Until (laughs) somebody at AVI headquarters called up Google and was like, hey, you got to, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not complimentary. And someone
1: said at Google, $100 million will fix that for you. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah. I should have, I should have actually, I just missed the opportunity. I should have called Budweiser and said, I'll take this down for, I, I, I I'll chat. rewrite it <laughs> yeah. for an even larger. <laughs> That's right, man. I'm so bad at this. Mm. I had a chance to make my decade right there, and I blew it.
1: Uh, Jeff, you want to introduce Nat to yeah, our audience? Yeah, we've please. been a little bit
0: slow here. Uh, we have a guest we had uh, not so long ago, uh, who came and talked about Japanese beer. That time, uh, the Portland cider maker Nat West, uh, Reverend Nat's Cider, uh, and he is here to talk about seltzer because you just you just launched. Your were Seltzer brand uh, not long ago. When was that?
2: Um, I think we kind of came out with it in December, but it's really, st- y- until you can find it at New Seasons, it doesn't exist. And um, it's <laughs> yeah. getting to New Seasons nowish.
0: Yeah, it kind of doesn't exist online either. I, I Googled it and couldn't find it. Yeah. I was trying to write my script here. And, yeah, uh, I mean,
2: for that matter, Cascadia, our cider doesn't really exist online very much. We put uh, all of our efforts into
0: RevNets. Right, of course. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about this seltzer thing. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Let's. Should we, let's, we should probably mention right off the bat, if you uh, are just a beer fan and you don't really follow the industry very closely, uh, this thing is ginormous and uh, Mm. it is, it has really rattled a lot of cages in beer. Uh, In fact, we have a whole bunch of of products in front of us and uh, at least two of them are made by breweries who are trying to get back some of the volume they're losing to these kinds of products. This, this is a really a kind of a subset, I think, of the flavored malt beverage market, which is also growing uh, and has been growing for years. So uh, when you look at the whole beer industry, uh, the it's considered all one thing. So you've got flavored malt beverages, seltzers, cider, domestic beer, craft beer. When you take that whole thing together, they're all kind of in the same category. And White Claw now has 3%, or not White Claw, but Seltzer now has 3%, I think, of that whole thing. And this, it's, this fresh data has it at 4.5%. 4.5. Okay, there so you go. it's crazy. Yeah, so you have some data there. Do you want to walk us through what the situation is now? Yeah, we're looking at some grocery
2: store data. And uh, it, it's good that we're looking at grocery store data uh, because... S- uh, seltzer is grocery store, uh, 90, I don't know how much, what does it matter? It's yeah. it's completely a grocery store thing. Right, um, right. White Claw doesn't even make, um, White Claw is the number one brand. They don't actually make kegged, um, seltzer. They huh. just, they, they keep it in cans. And that's kind of a wise move because uh, you're not fighting for a tap handle right. and it gets the can in, in people's hands when they're walking around bars. right? So mm-hmm. it still has a very strong on-premise. Uh, application, it's it's a lot, it's a lot of places. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know, zero draft. So the grocery store data has, you know, the the most recent data we're looking at here is four and a half percent of the overall beer segment in the United States is seltzer. Compare that to craft beer. Six years ago, it was maybe double that. So
0: I think I think craft beer, and this is is in the high teens right now. Yeah, it really depends on how you calculate it. I yeah. think I think it's about like fourteen percent if you just use BA defined. Aircraft, right. But it's much bigger than that if you include things like uh, Widmer and right. Goose Island and all those. So, but yeah. Seltzer
2: prob- being give or take two and a half, three years old. Right. Name something, it's going to take up four and a half percent <laughs> of the U.S. beer business. Yeah. I Th- mean, uh, there was that moment in July, I think, where there was more White Claw sold than Budweiser in um, the United States in ju- the month of July. <laughs> Unbelievable.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think I think it was selling, if it's selling four and a half percent, I think that's probably, it has a bigger market share than craft beer had after 25 years.
2: Yeah, and it's um, about twice what cider is—a one and a half times what cider is right now.
1: Wow. We, we've seen a lot of malt beverages come and go, but nothing like this, right? I mean, yeah.
2: And the interesting thing about this is, uh, in looking at this data, the the, the the market is dominated by by White Claw, and then um, strong second place is uh, Truly. Uh, White Claw is made by uh, Mark Anthony Brands, which mm-hmm. also makes Mike's Hard Lemonade, uh-huh. Mike's Hard whatever whatever right um, so they've been making alcohol for a very long time and dealing with distributors so they already had a path to market right. as they say right um, the second one is truly um, and that one is made by the Boston Beer Co and so they already had an established you know route to market this right. wasn't a product that some person in their garage just invented and tried to get people to buy right it was um, custom made for it was, it was really the perfect kind of product to try to shove into this existing distribution channels um, but the two of those combined have 91% of the total seltzer market, um, those two brands. And there's no other alcohol category that has two uh, brands that own 91% of uh, the business. So that means that there's, there's only fragmentation to come. There's going right, to be right. no more. It, it, it cannot get more consolidated than it is right now. Right. So we, talk, we saw the, the Bud Light seltzer coming on super strong in Super Bowl. Budweiser and Hazard Bush bought a a, a brand called Bon & Viv. I don't know how long ago they bought it, but they were working the Bon & Viv market for a while, and um, we'll taste it later. And (laughs) if this one tasted like the one I tasted a while, I go, oh boy, there's no reason. (laughs) It's obvious why I didn't do it. Why they switched to Bud Light. (laughs) I haven't had the Bud Light
0: seltzer, so I don't know um, know, what that's going to taste like. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even see it yesterday at the grocery store when I picked up my Truly. Um, I'm wondering if we, while we talk, can crack one of these bad Sure, boys. I think we have a lot here. Yeah. Let's do that, Bonavibs, just because we're...
1: We might as well Oh, really?
0: Well, you don't want to... Start, <coughs> start bad. A, oh, start bad, all right. Yeah. Uh, 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 too late. <laughs> <laughs> the opening oh, experience of oh, And oh. looks at you longingly. <laughs> oh,
2: this one smells so bad. So I, I'm going <laughs> to totally pollute your pers- your taste perspective okay. Um, with this, and I'm going to offer... I don't usually offer a flavor descriptor when I'm like to let people come up with their own flavor scripts, but I'm going to say a word and you're going to, Oh, hopefully.
0: Wow. It's filling up the studio with
2: its aromatics. Yeah. Uh, two stroke motor oil, <laughs> AKA <laughs> lawnmower exhaust.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm getting, it's interesting. I, I get that as an under note, but it's, it's got a very strong, uh, I don't know, some kind of candy fruit smell. Yeah, they call it grapefruit. Artificial grapefruit smell. Yeah, yeah. and
1: the the,
2: the pour on it is is white, oh. what we call white in the industry, i.e. clear. Mm. Um, yeah, it looks like water. It looks like yeah, seltzer. I don't think you could even find a single bit of particulate in there. Um, not heavily carbonated, um, but not flat. Right. Um, All right, so that is the first seltzer that has passed my lips. Mine too. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, can't hmm. drink it. This one is, is I just get that strong
1: I'm glad to know it's bad, meaning exhausted. that there's promise in the future, perhaps.
2: Yeah, you know, we so a couple of, um, when we were developing our Cascadia seltzer, we, um, we sat down and drank a lot of seltzers, pretty much everything we could find on the market, and I found all of them bad, um, and uh, the White Claw Lime was one that I could imagine drinking. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I would just prefer water. Um so we'll we'll drink the lime, but the, um, there's a lot of fla- flavors are the name of the game for uh, seltzers. So what
1: I'm thinking is that somebody at whatever, Mike's Hard Lemonade or whoever started thinking about developing this product was looking around and people are drinking a lot of like La Croix, Right. Just, seltzers. Right. They're drinking them now instead of sodas because it's low calorie and they thought, well, let's just dump some alcohol in this.
2: Yeah, and- I have this theory, I don't see why. I- it could possibly be wrong, so <laughs> I'll, I'll stay it as fact, that's how I am, that, they've, that uh, Mike's, the Mike's people have actually been making this product for the last, over oh, 30 years. Uh-huh. Um, this is their neutral base, right. and then they add Bunch sugar, of lemonade. Yeah. fake other stuff to it to make it taste like, um, well, it's not actually lemons in there, of course, right, it's right. just fake stuff. So they've been making, this is how they make base alcohol, and uh-huh. in legally in the United States, this is beer, even though there's no grain in yep. it whatsoever um the definition of beer is um you know malted barley a couple of other grains or um malt alternative right and there's no specification about how much uh, malt maximum malt alternative you can put in the beer right so somebody read that and was like wait what's the malt alternatives uh corn dextrose why don't we just make something out of 100% corn dextrose cuz it's way cheaper than
0: using grain? Okay, yeah. so
1: this is good. Tell us tell us how you make a seltzer or the base. But
0: before we I just have sure. to say before sure. we go down there, this this tastes I'm not offended by it. It tastes like nothing. Well, it does have that sort of gasoline-y. It, it Yeah, I mean it, it <laughs> that's just a flaw. <laughs> but that you put yeah. that into my head. When you when <laughs> you drink the
2: White Claws, to me they taste completely flawless. They okay. taste literally like lime lacroix, mango lacroix, okay. whatever it is. All right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it. I don't know. This is a, a weird. We're gonna. I'm gonna introduce the topic of whether this is a should be compared to craft beverages later. But mm. um, to me, this just tastes like eh, it's a mm-hmm. supermarket thing. That's so. I think we, what you're supposed to think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I do not find this horribly offensive. Yeah. So anyway, okay. okay now, how do you make it? So
2: the, the making of it. There's, there's, there's uh, I, being the cider maker. I'm not going to tell you how we made it. I'm going to tell you how White Claw and Truly make it, and then later on we can talk about mine if we want to. Um, it's uh, so any, any any sugars will ferment, um, and yep. you know you get sugars from grains, you get sugars from apples, you get sugars from sugar. Right. Um, yeah. So you basically take a, a million pounds of sugar and you dump it in a tank and put water in there to to reconstitute it. To you know, dissolve it, mm-hmm. and you're, these guys are t- uh, probably uh, and and they should be fermenting a high gravity fermentation, so mm-hmm. something like nine and a half ten percent. Mm-hmm. Right. Above that, you start producing fusels, which mm-hmm. is can be noticeable after the fact. So mm-hmm. keeping it at around nine and a half percent. Is that what we're getting here? By the way, no, we're getting five so then they're going to water it down. No, what
1: I mean the fusel alcohol kind of... Uh, maybe, maybe.
0: Yeah. I, I don't think yeah. so. Uh,
2: no. It may be a bad fusel as opposed to a delicious fusel, like whiskey, <laughs> good... Like <laughs> you don't you don't get lawnmower exhaust on whi- on good whiskeys, uh, yeah. but <laughs> you do get those higher alcohols.
0: You know? I'm pretty sensitive to higher alcohols. I think this is just a, an artificial... A bad thing. Mistake. Yeah.
2: Yeah. A mistake, yeah. Okay, sorry. So then you have this 9.5% uh, essentially white liquid. Um, they uh, will uh, filter it. Uh, most, most of the breweries are using uh, giant charcoal filters mm-hmm. to probably do their normal beer beer style filtration where that's a centrifuge or I mean, you could use a, a wine technology called cross flow on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's to get the yeast out? It would strip all the all debris out, yeah, mm-hmm. particulates. You're just
0: trying to get alcohol at this point, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, you've, you've got alcohol, so it's all fermented. You're just trying to get all the all the
0: remainder out. Exactly. I mean, you're trying to work with as little yeah. else as you can. And most
2: producers will run it through a giant charcoal filter to strip the remaining flavor out because there there is some flavor yeah. produced by a pure white sugar or dextrose yeah. fermentation, generally not pleasant because um, that's, prob- that's a really unhealthy fermentation. Yeast need nutrients and mm-hmm. there's no nutrients in sugar. So mm-hmm. I'm sure they're feeding them some nutrients, but they're always going to produce some off flavors, a uh, huge charcoal filtration. Then you have this stuff that, um, is, then you blend it with water down to whatever target ABV you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you've got this flavorless alcohol, completely flavorless and truly makes one called pure, which mm-hmm. is just that mm. with <laughs> no flavor <laughs> added yet. Interesting. And it's designed to be the vodka soda without the vodka and the soda. I so guess. you could you could right. squeeze a little
0: lemon in there. Right? Yeah,
2: and they're pushing it as. Um, you know, we're going to truly has like a hundred different flavors, right? White Claw has like eight or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so truly is going overboard on this is how you're going to differentiate ourselves. Anyway, so, um, then the way you get to be flavor, flavors the name of the game. The number one, um, pack of White Claws is assorted. The number one pack of truly is the, I think the berry or the tropical assorted. They have many different assorted packs. Right. And, um, assorted packs are really the name of the game for fl- uh, different flavors. Right. For, for, for the seltzer all of the flavors are natural flavors. I put that in air quotes, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And they are truly natural. They're derived from earthbound sources. Um, But, uh, you know, what's the difference between natural and artificial? It's, you know comes from some other thing. The the, the mango flavor in there ha- has no relation to an actual mango whatsoever. <laughs> right. It's things like wood byproducts, um, the um, various essences that they capture when they're like making concentrates of other juices. Right. There's like leftover stuff. Um, it can come from um, really food-based sources like juice processing, um, you know, leftover from the juice processing or like uh, grinding up fruits um, to make power bars and stuff like that. Right. Can produce leftovers. Um, It can also be made from things like uh, petroleum byproducts and wood pulp byproducts. Um, And uh, they take these little droppers of um, magic stuff. It's how you make flavored Gatorade. It's how you make flavored iced tea that you buy in the the grocery store. And then they just drop, the dropper these things in there. So there's no actual flavor that you really get out of it, it's almost all aroma, mm-hmm. right. Uh, right? And then of course, that. flavor that and so. aroma are a part of your same same part of your olfactory system. So it comes across as flavor, but it's almost completely aroma, right?
0: What this is becoming more objectionable the more I <laughs> yeah. I realize that it's coated my mouth with something mm-hmm. artificial that will not leave, which right. with seltzer that doesn't seem right.
2: No, I mean it's really designed to be this super easy drinking. Like I don't I don't know what I'm drinking. Um, you know, your your piece on on your blog was sort of. Um, like, is this a response to the, am I doing craft beer right? Am I doing beer right? You know, no laws, just drink it, right? Yeah. Um, so I think that's certainly a lot of that. Like, I don't care what I'm drinking. I'm just getting wasted. And of course, there's this, there's this massive 100-calorie thing right. per 12-ounce per package. And right. Everybody's got a hit. And um, a lot of people say, oh, it's just a bunch of millennials we're drinking. It's not true. The number one demographic is 40-plus um, moms and dads. People whose who are
1: waistlines are getting- Watching their calories, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: and they um, they, 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 they want to get drunk without the calories, which, I mean, you could just get a vodka so- soda and it'd be the exact same thing,
1: yeah. So, uh, just going back, doubling back, because I don't want to remind myself, so any kind of, um, uh, what'd you call it, malt alternative? Malt alternative, yeah. And that can be just basically any source of, natural source of There's sugar?
2: There's a list. Oh, okay. Um, varieties of sugars can be used. Um a sorghum, right. uh, nuts, like, you know, and and there's then, a local brewery groundbreaker that they use all malt alternatives. That's why yeah. they actually make beer
1: as opposed to like nut wine, you know, sorry. I right, right. Because they were trying to, to stay away from gluten, right? Great. Right. Yeah. So, and, and then you get classified as a, a, a malt beverage and that buys you what? what, what what's the advantage?
2: The best way from a tax perspective to deliver alcohol to a consumer is as a malt beverage. Okay. So the cider, the seltzer that we make, which is apple-based, we yeah. pay uh, about three, almost three times the
1: tax, um, uh, per, per unit. than right. And, uh, brewers do. Uh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Uh, good, good information. And then I wanted to double back also with the natural versus non-natural flavoring. So mm. if it's, as long as it's any kind of wood or natural, I mean, what, what's an unnatural flavor? I
2: honestly don't know because okay. <laughs> I don't, like, if, if you take like wood pulp and turn it into a mango flavoring, Yeah. sounds kind of artificial to me. I don't, I mean, I'm not knocking it because my, my Cascadia is sure. used the same thing. We have this, we have a, a, a tropical pineapple, which is used two different sort of tropically pineapple-y flavors. And I'm sure some of those flavors are developed from byproducts of fruit processing. Uh-huh. And I'm sure some of the other parts of them are developed from things like wood pulp. I don't know. Right. If, okay. if I
0: remember my, uh, long ago New Yorker article where they talked about these flavorists Uh in New Jersey. Yeah, I I remember this article. Yeah, it was an interesting article. What they did, uh, the unnatural ones are when they completely synthesize it, so they just okay. take chemicals. It's just chemistry. The, the, yeah. yeah, just chemistry. Uh, which, yeah. Which, which basically it's the same thing. It, but
2: isn't it all chemistry? It is. Exactly. Is it? It's, it's, it's yeah, so it Where's the right? line? At some yeah. point it's just, it's, it becomes molecules, and before then it it's, becomes like
0: yeah, whole cells. <laughs> so I don't know where <laughs> Yeah, it's totally, we're, we're dealing totally with molecules. It's not really so, a good line. So, so I just poured out the uh, White Claw Mango mm-hmm. variety. This is their number one flavor. All right. This is this one, it's interesting. This is quite a bit different. Mm-hmm this one is much uh, sweeter and fuller flavored. It has a much more saturated uh, the the other one was very seltzery. Yeah, this one it it, all, it has it, it
2: has sort of a sweetness, implied yeah. sweetness, and there's no right. the, the big thing about seltzers is that there's um effectively no sugars in any of them. Patrick's getting rid of his uh, <laughs> Yeah, sorry, <laughs> grapefruit one.
1: In order to have the new one, I have no, to. No, you I either the, have to
0: drink the grapefruit one or I have to dump the grapefruit one. No, no, you had the new one. I, I poured it for you.
2: So, looking at the, what? Um, <laughs> he, he wants more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Look, Jeff, at the, you should have said. Looking at the nutrition facts panel on the back of the White Claw, um, 100 calories, zero fat, of course, um, no sodium to speak of. Oh. Super low carbs. They're all low carbs, like keto friendly. It's kind of one of their advertising bits. <clears throat> Um, and this is much better than the other one. Yeah. So, so uh, ignore whether you like it or not. Try to find a flaw in it. Yeah. In the in the execution of it, there's right. flaws in the con- conception of it, mm-hmm. but not in the execution
0: of it. So, I mm. think uh, I I just I actually don't like it as well uh, in its presentation. The fullness and the sweetness is less pleasant <clears> to me. <throat> but, yeah. Do um, they
1: put do they put da- uh, artificial? Will they put sweeteners in it?
0: Uh, typically,
2: no. Mm. Um, there is some residual when you run. Um, fully dry, like in speaking in gravities, less than one, or speaking in bricks, Plato, zero. When you run those liquids through a lab, they often will come back with some residual sugars, even though it looks like there's none. So you have to put that on the label. Uh Um, So these say two includes two added sugars, but if you drop a hydrometer in here, there's zero sugars um, in here. And it's an interesting thing, just talking about the difference between natural flavors and and unnatural flavors, the lime says natural lime, and it says with a hint of natural lime, and I'm sure that's an FDA-regulated phrase. So (laughs) when they're buying lime flavor, some portion of the lime flavor they buy is derived from limes a hint <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: yeah and then the mango doesn't um probably have any
0: mango product
2: in it whatsoever
0: one thing that i was interested don't have any artificial sweeteners which i was i was right. i was interested if you could taste the alcohol and what kind of presentation the alcohol had on the palate and it is none so it really has a i, I think this is probably a big uh selling point for people who don't like flavor of alcohol um, it tastes just like a soda,
2: right? Yeah, and yeah. I think because it doesn't taste like alcohol a lot of people think Oh, it's just bringing in Millennials who don't like to drink beer and, and that and they're I think they're an important customer for this product, but it's not I mean I, I Countless times I have seen you know slightly overweight 40 year old guys who drink nothing but Bud Light and now they're drinking White Claw Yeah, because um, just a lower calorie version of it I mean if, if you drink Bud Light your whole life you're not drinking it for the flavor. You're drinking just for the drinkability, right? right? And this is extremely drinkable, just like Bud Light would be if you like that kind of product.
0: Yeah, I think it's worth pointing out that there's this segment uh, that kind of crosses over product categories, which is uh, low alcohol, low carb. The hundred the hundred calorie right. mark is mm-hmm. is an iron law. It mm-hmm. must have 100 calories or less, uh, mm-hmm. and and you find this in light beer, and you find it in flavored malt beverages, and you find it in, in uh, seltzers as well. Right. So it's, it's an interesting kind of category that has developed right sure,
2: now. Sure, the 100 calorie is a category by itself, regardless of where the liquids derive from. Yeah.
1: yeah. So you can make this, basically all you need is a fermenter. Like like if you're a craft beer.
2: Yeah, filtration is really important, mm-hmm. um, is to get that f- strip flavor. You're stripping clarity, you're stripping color out, but you're also stripping flavor out, yeah. which you want to have that real neutral base. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, ours, our seltzers have a little hint of fruitiness. We don't do charcoal filtration. We filter them how we filter all of our ciders. Right. Um, so they have a little bit of a yellow tint to them because cider. Um, and they have a little natural fruitiness to them as well, mm-hmm. which I think accentuates the um, unnatural fruitiness that we add to it. <laughs> um, so it's, it's a little bit more, I guess, real. I don't know. There's um, some other producers, sort of crafty producers, are trying to spin the craft angle to seltzer. And when we, we made this product, we basically said, no, we're going to make ours taste just like White Claw. Um, it's just going to be the local version of right. White Claw. So bull run water, the sugars that we use, apples as well as sugar is all beet sugar grown in the Northwest. Right. Um, the cans are produced in Washington State. So the CO2 footprint on this sucker is a lot lower than... If that's why you're buying right. White Claw, it's a lot lower than White Claw.
0: I'm sure that's a major component major of the selling <laughs> point. <laughs> many, many people drinking White Claw are I thinking would about the environment. Drink more White Claw, but I just don't like my carbon footprint. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very uh, Oregonian angle you found there. Yeah. yeah,
2: well, local, local. And so, speaking of local, um, we just got our Cascadia. Um, uh, we're making a custom flavor, a pink grapefruit flavor, for New Seasons. And New Seasons, for those listeners who aren't in Portland area, is uh, I think there's the 18 stores now, um, sort of a natural foods grocer chain, the dominant sort of, it's like the Whole Foods for, for, for Portland area. And uh, we're making a 20-year celebration, hard seltzer for them. Mm. Um, and, and they jumped to the opportunity because they wanted to have this local, they're all about local producers yeah. um, for local customers. And um, you know we're, we're greatly aligned with them. I don't think they would ever let White Claw in on a giant display uh, for their, celebrating their anniversary, you know?
1: No, but it's, it's hard to ignore the, the market for seltzers. I'm just looking here at the, uh, at the, at the sales per, per grocery store. Yeah. White Claw. Yeah. $10 million they did last year.
2: Yeah. So they're probably in. That's
1: per grocery store.
2: Right. They're probably in, um, mm, thousands, Mm, thousands, not tens of thousands. They're in thousands of grocery stores. Yeah.
1: And mm-hmm. it went up, and it went up by supporting s- grocery stores by six million dollars last year. So they're 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 no, generating.
2: White Claw is generating a huge amount of cash for grocery stores right now, and so grocery stores are, are obviously quick to respond. the The guy, the main guy, Mike, uh, somebody from Mark Anthony, he said that White Claw is going to be like Apple computers. Everyone's going to know it. It's going to be a brand that's going to dominate the future. And I'm like, I don't know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but the, interestingly, you ask your average Seltzer drinker. Excuse me, you ask your average white claw drinker what they're drinking and they say I'm drinking white claw. Do you like hard seltzer and they're like what's that?
0: Uh, right. right. It's right, not it's, it's not a
2: category. Yeah. So I love the fact that Bud Light Seltzer, Bud Light Hard Seltzer is the name of the product. So Bud Light's trying to create a seltzer category yeah. where right now there isn't a category. There is truly in white claw and right. there there are those white things that have the flavor in them. Right. It's not customers don't even know they're drinking something called a hard seltzer. Yeah. Oh, not a, a lot of them don't. Huh. Yeah. That's, that's really curious to me. It's it's bonkers. Yeah. yeah. So, I, well, like, like, what is Mike's Hard Lemonade? What was that? Don't say Flavor malt beverage because that's not a consumer word. Well, it's just, it's spiked lemonade. It's hard Lemonade, yeah. right? You, you immediately understand what,
0: it's right there in the name. Right, so there's nothing in the name for White Claw. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's White Claw. That's what it is. So, I wonder who is drinking this and where... The market is coming from where the market share is coming from because my sense is you know there's a lot of people in the craft beer industry who are really panicked about this um but my guess is if you like double ipas you're probably not you know trading in your your favorite passion for a claw uh, i disagree you think so yeah there's right. you,
2: you, um, you, you you set me straight man yeah there's uh i i know i meet a lot of people i spend a lot of my time out in the out in the wilds of portland talking to Grocery stores, bars, etc. Um, and uh, there are a lot of people who drink craft beer who are also now drinking um, White Claw. Not they haven't switched to White Claw. Um, a craft beer drinker was never uh, brand loyal. That's sure. Plus, on the point of being a craft beer drinker, right? Or, and,
0: or, or even uh, category loyal. They right. drink They drink Scotch. They drink wine. They drink cider.
2: Yeah, I'm sure. You know, if you're if you're a listener, raise your hand if you if you like double IPA and you drink White Claw. Look, people just raise their, hand, raise their hand right there. So, like, I, I mean, I don't drink. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not poo-pooing those who do. It's just a different time and place. Like, I drink Rainier, and I drink triple IPAs, right? right. So Rainier right. is my White Claw,
0: Yeah.
1: right? Yeah. So I've just cracked open the, the White Claw Lime, your yeah. preferred White Claw.
2: Yeah, so we did this huge taste test um, back in December, um, bought, I don't know, 20 different um, seltzer, different brands, different flavors. And this is the one that I found that I could drink mm-hmm. um, a whole can
0: of or whatever. Chestnut, um, chestnut, just chestnut. Just I am not feeling this one. You, do you <laughs> not really? like lime? Uh, I like lime. Tastes like soap. <laughs> it's it tastes more artificial to me mm-hmm. it has a tinge of artificiality Where really. it is called natural lime brother well it, guess you don't like lime that's that's one of those jedi things mm. this i like is it i like the it better natural than natural, i have to say i'm with that right this i way. quite like this one yeah uh, yeah you guys can have your opinions <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's thank, the you, hey, thank you jeff thank you uh no i think that i think the
1: citrus kind of balance there's this residual sweetness in fact with the mango, I almost felt like there must be some kind of artificial sweetener there.
0: That's what I feel about. That's what I feel about this one is that yeah. it, it, but it fades get, off into something really the mm. saccharin. It's like oh, opposite for me. Artificial. The mango
1: felt like that for me, and this one f- finishes cleaner. When you get into
0: these
2: quote unquote natural flavors, manufactured flavors, um, they always have a bit of a candy uh, sort of a like platonic ideal of apple, platonic ideal of raspberry. There's no. You know, true raspberries sometimes have a little bit of moldy spot to them or whatever. So there's always there's more complexity in the real fruit than in the manufactured fruit. So we're we're tasting you know a, a scientist's uh, <laughs> I- idea of what a lime should taste like.
0: This does not taste like a lime either. It may it may be pleasant on its own mm. merit, but it does not taste sure. like a lime. And it doesn't taste it, it to me. It it finishes with a hard uh, artificial. But that's the thing. But that's the
1: thing with flavoring, right? I mean, you kind of lose that depth and that Ooh. complexity, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. right? You don't get texture.
1: There's nothing else left. Very just that Very su- superficial. Yeah. yeah.
0: This is what happens when you when you take things apart and put them back together again. And when we start analyzing, it like, it's not whole. It's not yeah. whole fruit. It's not right. like uh, cider. You know, right. that you're making yeah. it out of. Okay.
1: When cool. we start analyzing seltzer, I think that's in my in my final estimation. I feel like that's probably the 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 main criticism I have is that. There's just not a lot of depth. There's not a lot well, of complexity there. Th- the right?
2: last time I think we have to drink is my oh, okay. well, citrus that, yeah. hop. I'm talking about white clay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is, I, I, we, we, I made this, it it's actually has hops in it, cascade hops, not uh-huh. hop oil, not hop, scientifically produced hop essence. Um, we just, we dry hop it. Um, the citrus that's in there is uh, natural flavorings, mm-hmm. um, but the, it's got real cascade hops in there. So well,
0: ho- ho- Hold off on that
2: this was really designed to be a beer drinkers. We're, we're, gonna, so we're gonna come back
1: around to that, yeah. but first- We gotta make some money. <laughs> sure, do it. All right, before we go any further, we'd like to thank Breakside Brewery for sponsoring the Beervana podcast. In 2020, Breakside is celebrating their 10th anniversary with a series of collaboration beers, including Teamwork Dreamwork with Seattle's Fremont Brewing. Teamwork is a thick, rich coconut stout with notes of chocolate, macaroon, smoky maple syrup, and boozy frozen
0: banana. And Jeff. You have a bottle of... I have a bottle. It's, it's become a little bit of our tradition. This is uh, not seltzer. A teamwork, is, dream work. Uh, this is going to ruin our fowls for seltzer. Yeah, we have this tradition where we uh, when we welcome a new sponsor in, we have one of their beers, and I happen to have one of these uh, 10th anniversary beers, and it's kind of nice because when we went to Seattle uh, a couple of years ago, we went to uh, Fremont, the brewery And we did here,
1: in-depth, so. so go back in That's the right. podcast archives, uh, and you will find our deep dive in Fremont
0: Brewing. Indeed. So here we go.
1: And go even deeper into the archives, and you'll also uh, have the podcast with Ben and some breakside. So,
0: oh, that's true. That was a fresh hop on that. got to get Ben back in here. With we this do. Whole we do. Yeah, new, um, it's been a long time. I'd like to have him in when we talk about the Oregon Beer Awards, which are coming up. Wow, that's very coconutty. Not a. Uh, oh, it's not interesting. a seltzer. It comes on nine co- point whatever. Ooh, yeah, yep. the, the coconut hits, but then it fades into a chocolate. Ooh. That's really nice. It is very macaroon-y. That was a good
1: flavor note that they had chocolate macaroon, smoky maple syrup, and bru- boozy frozen banana. I challenge you to find
0: the boozy frozen I, banana. I didn't notice it immediately.
2: Do you guys know that coconut uh, bee bomb from Fremont? Yeah. Yes. That was their sort of contribution to this beer. Ah. Like that, that, that sort of coconut expertise. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This is the opposite of seltzer.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It is dark. It is delicious. That's true. It's black. It has a
2: foamy
1: head. <laughs> it's very thick. It's a little bit more than 100 calories. That's right. <laughs> 12 ounces. It is irrelevantly more.
2: <laughs> 700 per sip.
1: Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. So, so Go find a, yourself some Teamwork dreamwork
2: now. But where can we buy this sucker? Just uh, to complete the endorsement circle here
1: in in uh your favorite retail establishment. You can buy this at
0: the Slabtown location, oh. which is where I purchased it last night. Finer <laughs> finer establishments. Your finer establishments, yes. Yeah,
1: or right. at or from the source. Go to Breakside and have a meal and some other beers too. That's right. Take some home. All mm-hmm. uh, right. Uh, thanks Breakside. All right, I'm going to turn us now to the Truly
0: brand. Yeah, Ooh. let's go to the Truly before we get to yours. Sure. Because Truly, I think, is uh, the other major player in the in the category and um, for, for our purposes as beer people, uh, an important kind of entrant, uh, one of the things that I think attracted a lot of the other craft brewers to dive mm-hmm. in is they saw what Boston Beer, so Sam Adams Company was making off of this, which even if they only have 20% of the market or whatever it is, it's still... A giant market, twenty-five percent looks like. Yeah, I'm sure they're they're happy they have this product out. Jeff, shelves. you have chosen rosé. Rosé. <laughs> well, you
2: know, a, gonna,
0: apparently this is one of hundreds. Of, it's almost Valentine's. If we're if we're gonna oh, do, oh, it actually has and a rosé color pours, to it. It pours
2: a little pink. Hello, natural food coloring. And this, there by the go. way. I guess if you call it rosé, you gotta you, you better gotta, bring you, gotta, you, you better gotta, bring the right.
1: rosé. This has, by the way, it says mandarin hops in it. By
2: the way, they, they actually put uh, mandarin hops in a ton of the Truly's. Oh really? Many of the Truly flavors have mandarin hops. I think because they went long on their mandarin hop contract and their.
1: <laughs> um,
2: I don't really know I'm no, not no. They're
1: not selling enough that beer That is not
2: insider information I'm just That's wild speculation
1: it, But I enjoy it yeah. Well
2: nonetheless.
0: That's perfect for this podcast
2: Yeah well I mean I've got ho- Cascade hops in mind. so This
1: has um, Ah yes This
0: has a, 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 a
2: nice
1: public
0: mm, uh, Inexpensive
2: mm, hop Good mm, choice Locally locally made And so speaking of locally tr- Truly is is, is 25%-ish of, of the um, U.S. market But it's way stronger Back east going along with um sam adams strength back east versus out west here oh
1: that's one of the worst things i've ever had yeah well, oh my god and we, we need, found we, tr- need, a, we re- need a
2: dump bucket oh. we found the truly's to not be that's palatable. awful yeah
1: that smells bad it tastes bad it looks bad that's just bad I'm sorry i'm banging around here you, you can dump that in there if you want I, I mean i can find reasons to drink white claw but
0: it no, has it no, has an, it no, has a quite no. it has quite an aroma.
1: It's <laughs> uh, a horrible aroma. It's indistinguishable by the way. I don't I challenge you to define that
0: aroma in, using any common. It's it's sweet in the you know when you have a like a jolly rancher and it's <laughs> and it says it's got a flavor but it tastes like red. The red flavor. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's it's it's like that.
1: <laughs> All right, you did a pretty good job. You <laughs> better than I could. Oh.
2: That was a non-descriptive description. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow! Yeah, super fakey. It's really awful. Yeah, super artificial. Although it tastes better than it smells, right. I have to say. Yeah, plug your nose. Well, have a cold. Yeah, uh, you're that's you're a skeptical. stretch. You're <laughs> skeptical on that
2: point. Well, I think it's better than that Bonne Viv.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm not so sure. Right. It's, so this was the item that made them, this kind of hits you over the head. There's a lot a real, of a lot of aroma and a lot of flavor. So it has a real cotton
0: candy quality to it. Sure. Mm-hmm.
2: So this was the I truly was the brand that kicked them out of the BA. Then they had to modify the BA to um, allow. Well, not exactly.
0: I mean, they have. They would have been kicked out. Yeah, they have a bunch of these now. So they make beer, but they also make cider. They Mm -hmm. make this product. Twisted tea. But this is the one that pushed them over the edge. Yeah, I mean, they were all kind of getting out of balance. Yeah. So they're no longer a beer company. They are a beverage company. Yeah. Kind of like me, I guess. I don't
1: know. Let's get to the good stuff. Yeah, speaking of beverage company. (laughs) Okay. uh,
0: I need to get rid of that out of my mouth. Now, do you want to tell us anything uh, more about how you make these?
2: Yeah, so, so so we talked all about how a beer company would make seltzer. Um and the big difference there's uh two towns out of Corvallis. Right. Um they make a brand called um <laughs> <laughs> They
0: sorry. make a seltzer? Uh, Seekout. <laughs> excuse me. God,
2: guys, I'm sorry guys. I actually know this brand. I just don't <laughs> Sorry, Two Towns people. Um Seekout uh, and that that's their seltzer and then we make one and uh Schilling out of Seattle is making one as well. Um yeah, and uh, all those are different branded names. This is the, are the same sort of Cascadia cider brand, which is Portland's uh, number one 16 ounce cider can now makes a seltzer. So it's very, very pretty popular. Our Cascadia brand's pretty popular in Portland. Nice. Um, and I, I can't I wanted to make this because I was in, I was in um, Washington uh, uh, Seattle a little while ago and uh, I drank a Kraft seltzer and it was gross and I thought <laughs> <laughs> challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs>
0: ah.
2: So we went back and our first batch tasted completely flavorless. So that was great. And then we started working um, with it from there. So we, we got, so this we got is, color here. This is, yeah, this is technically cider. Um, we pay a cider tax on it. Um, uh, it's, it's made under a winery license. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, f- give or take, 51%. Fermented apple juice, okay, 49% fermented sugar water. Okay. So whereas the, the Trulies are, and the White Claws are 100% sugar water. Right. Ours is 49% sugar water, 51% apple juice. Um, are and, those
1: fermented separately, by the way? Uh,
2: no. Okay. It and really smells different. I'll give you that. fruity. Yeah, it's like actually has fruit in it because it's 51% fruit. Um, and then, uh, so after that fermentation process happens, it's basically the same as White cloth. So we mm-hmm. uh, f- cross the filter, which is a sterile, super clear filter. We added some water to get it down to the right ABV, and we put the both natural and,
0: um, you know, hop, natural flavors as well as actual hops in here. Yeah. It really, it actually tastes like it smells, which mm. is, I think, the first time none of these taste like they smell, which yeah. is weird. Yeah. This actually does, so that's interesting. Yep. And it definitely tastes unlike the other products. Sure. It's just got a, it's
2: it's still very neutral, doesn't come across as cider to me. I think the, the citrus, this is called citrus and hop. Mm-hmm. I think the citrus uh, flavors as well as the hops we put in there do add, they they cover up whatever remaining apple was in there
1: yeah yeah, and it's
2: five percent alcohol.
1: It feels like it has more depth. Hundred hundred calories or less. Yeah, the depth.
2: Hundred calories or less. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a little bit of rounding, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, depth. A hundred percent. Depth is from the cider. We right. use a largely flavorless apple, the Granny Smith. Yep. You know, Granny Smith brings a lot of acidity but mm-hmm. low flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, and the uh, yeast that we use is designed to get out of the way. Unlike most of the yeast that we use at Revernat's, are designed to add flavor to the finished product. Right. Um, you know, it, it requires. We made it taste flavorless because we know how to make things be really full-flavored. Right. So we kind of just um, flipped so, everything around backwards.
0: Is so that like a champagne yeast or something like that? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, I think this is EC1118
1: for you home brewers out there. <laughs> All right. I don't know that yeast right yeah. offhand, but yeah. yeah. Uh, and then how do you use the hops?
2: Uh, dry hop. Just okay. normal. We, you know, uh-huh. we ferment, filter, uh, put it in a bright tank, st- throw a bunch of pellet hops in there, cascade pellet hops that we use for our normal ciders and huh. just a normal dry hopping regimen. It, it's, it's a lighter than normal um, dry hopping for us. Yeah. Maybe, no, I'm not going to say any numbers because it's just lighter, whatever it lighter is to you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And,
0: uh, did you say, did you, uh, uh, I, if you said this, I missed, uh, do you also high gravity ferment? Correct. So yeah. so I, I said we use, it's
2: 51% apple juice, 49% sugar water. It's not completely true. It's, it's 100% apple juice, when and then we bring the starting bricks or Play-Doh from um, about twelve, where our apple juice comes in at, to um, uh, some bigger number. So we add a bunch of sugar. <laughs> so to you, it. You, yeah, dump, <laughs> yeah. A dump a bunch of sugar in. We don't. We don't dump this. You don't dump the equal amount of fermentables. It's something like fifty percent of the fermentables are from sugar. Right. Um, and then so that's like a nine and a half percent fermentation, and then, then
1: blend it down with water and add the stuff. Yeah. Mm. The fact that you start with apple juice, I mean. I assume that's why i'm sort of feeling like this is just it it feels much more natural to me
0: sure yeah yeah it's definitely something something real underneath and and it's definitely fuller uh it's got more body yeah uh, Yeah. which i i don't know if that's gonna be good or bad in the marketplace right i mean i i think i'm really we're really targeted the new seasons
2: white
1: claw customer here
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um not the safeway white claw customer right Sorry if
0: you're, I shop at Safeway. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> um, and, and if
1: Safeway comes calling, I'm sure you're not yeah.
0: going to say no, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's market segmentation. You're, you're using that descriptively, right. not, uh, right. not, not yeah, qualitative. Yeah. So right. I think, you know,
2: yeah. we, you drink the White Claw mango, you drink the White Claw lime, you're like, yep, same base in there. They just put some different flavors in there. We're presenting a slightly different base, yeah. not a radically different base, but yeah. a slightly different base. Like if, if if I served this to you and said, is it seltzer or is it cider?
1: You'd probably pick seltzer yeah. out of the out of, out of those two choices. Sure. Yeah, but it, it kind of solves the a bit of the problem that mm-hmm. I was ex- explaining, which is I felt like the white claw, claw. There's just nothing underneath. It's just very superficial. There's no depth. There's nothing interesting Correct. at all. Yeah, yeah, at all. I'm so trying to. You drink it because you don't want to really drink anything, <laughs> I yeah. guess. Uh, but yours actually has some depth and has some interesting aspects to it. Like you can actually think about what you're imbibing.
0: I am. I am trying to remain uh journalistically objective despite the fact that we have you on and your friend of mine I'm not but, um you can say anything you want Jeff. but it well but i know it, you don't buy the stuff anyway i i don't it, it is it is it is i think i would i would argue that it's objectively different and i would be interested what mm. other people would think i think if you if you like if you like the seltzers but you find them a little bit too uh artificial or uh evanescent like too watery mm. Uh, it would be interesting to try this and see what you think. Yeah, I don't I, think like, it's, it is different. And if you and if you do like that, you're probably not going to like this product,
2: right? I think it's you know it's um it, it's sort of the Rainier versus Bud Light. Like I don't drink I drink I don't drink Bud Light. I like the slightly more full flavored products, right? And I think this fits in with the concept of a craft seltzer, right? Um, unlike, for instance, there are some seltzers produced by craft beverage companies, like I think Ninkasi has one, and. Um, there is one called San Juan seltzer made right, by, right I saw that one made by uh, somebody in Seattle I forgot um, and so, those those um, are more crafty for sure they have mm. more flavor and there's more stuff going on in there. right sometimes
0: good sometimes not so good yeah so that raises a question we'll, we'll talk about this but I want to talk about the craft of seltzer mm. uh, here in a minute I want to introduce that topic um, a friend of mine was Uh, I was derisively discussing seltzer, and he said uh, I was being closed-minded. So we want to come around to that. But let's let's, uh, give this uh, pineapple. Mm. Tropical Uh, pineapple. Tropical pineapple. I'm sorry. As opposed to the... uh, uh, temperate k- of yeah, temperate pineapple. Yeah, as opposed to like you know, <laughs> rotten pineapple. Yeah, uh, greenhouse you, pineapple. Pineapple's a bit of a Reverend Nat signature. So this is the Cascadia line. But you're you're famous for your tapache. So there's and, a, a and, resonance here with the yeah, other products.
2: And we have a Viva La Pineapple, which is a, a big big seller for us. Uh-huh. None of the um, tapache process is in here, none of this seltzer is in the tapache process, so Mm -hmm. it wasn't necessarily um, education that we learned by making pineapple-based products in the cider world that made us make this one, Um, but it was just another—who's—everyone loves pineapple. I mean, you can't—a yeah, lot of people have pineapple tattoos on them, and they got nothing to do with pineapples. <laughs> so did you use pineapples or the pineapple flavor? No, pineapple flavor. Yeah, no yeah. No, no actual pineapples were harmed. We're harmed in that yeah, profit, I wouldn't maybe. doubt that there is some—for the pineapple natural flavors, um, there's a lot of waste in processing of pineapples. Mm-hmm. And my guess is that some of that gets it gets uh, folded
0: into the mix to make um,
2: it yeah, does have flavoring.
0: It has a bit more of the pineapple skin. Mm-hmm. Which has a tartar kind mm-hmm. of, mm. it's the less sweet
2: part. Yeah. And so. We actually use three different compound flavors in here. We use um, one that's pretty pineapple juicy, one that kind of leans towards generic tropical, a bit of a mango guava flavor. Mm-hmm. And then we have another one that has, is a little bit more citrusy, a little kumquat um, that we blend in, in very small amounts with the pineapple being the lead. So adding a lot more um, flavor, natural flavors, plural, to this.
1: So... <laughs> I have to ask because I'm just curious, naturally. So you buy these flavors from a mm. the company? Mm-hmm. They come in big jugs or yep. what white white jugs with a green lid. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. I've, just, I've, I've seen I've seen these food flavoring before. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But. Sometimes they make themselves, they make make their way into ciders too, so. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Not yours. Some ciders. Yeah, not yours, but I mean, it's, there are some ciders that are like uh, scientifically constructed. Yeah, I mean, we've all had these flavors. Every single person in the United
2: States has had, I mean, no one, everyone listening to this podcast has had these flavors. Um, You know, you go to the store and you buy, um, you know, if you've ever had a Gatorade, if you've ever had, I'm sure even in like juices,
0: uh, contain natural flavors and,
2: if you ever see the word natural flavors, it, it came in a white plastic jug. <laughs>
0: right, right. Probably <laughs> shipped from New Jersey. So let's, yeah, talk, <laughs> let, let's, let's talk about the craft of this then. Sure. You, you were, uh, this is a new product. You wanted to get into this. Um, when you're making a beer, you're thinking about uh, ingredient and technique. Mm. You are not thinking about bucket, white buckets. So how right. <laughs> did you order different flavor did you guys like yes. get, get your get your uh, New Jersey menu and say, hmm, well, yep. m- different brands make this pineapple, so We got to get a bunch of different buckets. You and- are absolutely
2: correct. There's okay. a California brand. There's a New Jersey brand, and they don't come in white cl- white, black, white buckets to begin with. They come in little glass jars. Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> <and> you <laughs> order up uh, a whole bunch of them, and then you spend time just blending. And um, you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of what um, you know what a chef might do is trying to balance yeah. different flavors together. You know, you can deride these products as. You know, lab-produced or whatever, but at the end of the day, they're 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 extremely common. They're ubiquitous in American food system, and um, they're just an ingredient to use to provide flavor. Now we're not, you know, we don't say anywhere on there, you know, contains, you know, whole citrus fruits because that's not true like right. you know, I, I'm, I'm i'm he's sitting on this public podcast telling everyone that we use stuff that comes in a white bucket but um we shouldn't be scared of that you know um, right it is a it is a completely safe product and it's they they taste they make end up making delicious products
0: yeah all. and it's not that they're not safe it's that uh i wonder you make this tapache thing yeah mm, mm. uh, I, I don't know if you if you still we do you see, every if you, year. If you still do the, you yep. still do the pineapples, yep. uh, whole pineapples. Uh, you get out your press and no you, natural flavors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know you make you make uh, products in, in kind of the the craft way, sure. the way you know where you're an actual crafts person mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. is is starting out with natural ingredients and using technique right. to produce uh, a whole plant mm-hmm. flavor profile mm-hmm. through technique and ingredient. Right. This other product. Is entirely different. So I put it to you, Nat West. Is it a crafted product or is it something else? Ooh, I like how you said crafted, not craft.
2: And um, I, I, I'll take the uh, I'll take the uh, the easy road on that one and say that everything that we make is crafted because humans touch it and we spend a lot of time thinking about it. I hate the word craft. I hate the word crafted. Everything's like literally, uh, iPad is crafted, but is that? Um, should we call it a craft product? You know, there's so many, so much burden
0: on the word craft. Um, it's not craft in the sense that um, when you make a tapache, mm-hmm. you buy a bunch of uh, pineapples mm-hmm. and you put them in your press yep. and you, NatWest or... You who work with me. Yeah. <laughs> is it less crafty because I don't make it anymore? Uh, no, because human hands, you <laughs> human know, hands. H- human hands do this thing and humans, humans yeah. use their judgment. We haven't lost any fingers in the process. There's, there's a, you know, the word craft comes from craft, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, an Anglo-Saxon word and it, ta- and um, there's a wonderful book that, that, uh, uh, where they, t- where the uh, guy, uh, an English guy talks about craft and what it originally meant and what it originally meant was um, knowledge of how to do a thing that resides in the body, mm. uh, as opposed to residing in the machine. Mm-hmm. So, if you make a lawnmower, uh, the lawnmower is the thing that is cutting the grass. Mm. If you have a scythe, then the human has to know how to move his body and sharpen the scythe. Mm. And like the landscape, if you have a, you know, if you have machinery, the landscape will be have hard edges because machines have hard edges. Mm. Uh, if you have uh, sides, they begin they they have and, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know this is one one lens to look at it and it seems to me like the uh the the craft begins downstream right like you're buying a bucket so mm. part of the part of the stuff is happening already you're sure. doing this so I'm not, this is not I'm not trying to trip you up uh or uh, I, you can ask me anything you want Jeff I'm not I'm not even trying to necessarily have a, a strong point of view here I think we're we're getting into this Pat Patrick and I at one point were down in uh Corvallis talking to Tom Shellhammer where he and his team at Oregon State at Patrick's Higher Institution of Learning employer mm. uh, <coughs> uh, do uh, a bunch of food service-y stuff to the beer that they make. And we asked him, like, is that crafty? And he said, sure. oh, of course. Why wouldn't that? Why, why wouldn't you put this stuff in there? So I'm not saying that there's an easy yeah. answer. But it is an interesting thing because I think when you taste some of these products and they taste like liquid Jolly Ranchers, yeah. uh, it somehow offends the sensibilities of a of people who, yeah, but, you know, are like, you know, I. Oh, but I went to the hop fields and I yeah. spoke to Gail Goshi and we 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 felt the hops. Yeah, but you can go
2: into every craft, micro, nano, cra- craftiest brewery you want in the country and you'll probably be able to find a bottle of uh, no foam. I don't even know what it's called. We don't use it when you have too much bubble foaming in your in your kettle. You pour some of this in there and it, mm-hmm. it douses the the foam down. Is that did they just step over a line there? Right. Okay, let's let's imagine next year the the I feel like adding some tropical pineapple stuff from a jug to tapache. Tapache is like the dumbest overly crafted thing. Like I tell <laughs> other side makers how I make it and they're like, We're not ever gonna make that and I'm like, Yeah, I know, because it's stupid. But what if we decided to amp it up a little bit by adding some top notes, so to speak, of some other pineapple flavor? Would that instantly not be Uh, a craft product? I don't know. I I know. I mean, I don't, I'll, I'll ask the questions just like you're asking the questions. I have no answers. Yeah. Other than ask me about anything that's in our product. Come see what we do. We won't hide anything. Um, you know, I'll go on any public place and tell people what's in our products and, um, and I defend what's in our products for sure.
0: Sure. H- how do you feel about the product category? Do you kind of wish that cider, you could just make cider and not have to worry about these things? Or are you, are you cool with it? Are you completely uh, kind of ecumenical about the product categories?
2: I There will be a, a time in the not distant future when I have a, a brewery license and I will make beer. Well, all right, whether I make beer and it's available yes. out in the wild, I know. <laughs> um, don't know.
0: You don't like beer? What do you? Doing? I hate it. <laughs> There's,
2: so uh, I I There's so many things that I want to make. There's so many things that I want to make. that The United States government tells you, no, you can't make this because you have the wrong license or right, whatever. Right. So, I'm, I'm, I'm anti-license and, and pro-experimentation for sure.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. I think I would like to throw it out uh, to folks out there. Send us something in the mailbag, your opinions about where seltzer fits in the craft category, um, where these lines are, because, you know, these flavored— uh, IPAs that people go crazy for. Oh. A lot of, a lot of them are being made with these white same, jugs. Yeah, white jugs. So, um, yeah. Um, and that doesn't. B- ballast you, ballast it, Point Sculpin. Yeah. Uh, grapefruit, grapefruit Sculpin. It was, was a white jug. It yeah, was a white jug thing. So, yeah. I mean, we have we can't be too uh, right. Too pure about all this stuff. So, uh,
2: if you're gonna stay in line for something made with a white jug, okay. Right. You, I mean, you love it. Drink, right. drink more. Right. I'm, you know, I'm pro pastry stout and pro juicy IP because it's bringing more people to find things that they love. How yeah. many people didn't like beer and until hazy hazy haze came out, and now they do like quote unquote beer. I'm I'm pro that.
1: That's kind of spoken like an economist. All right, I'm going to end with <clears> the <throat> million dollar billion dollar maybe question: Is this going to last? Are seltzers here to stay? Do you oh, think?
2: 100 percent. This is not like um, not your father's root beer. This is here to stay. It is a unique product that. Nothing else fits in. It serves a unique need. It's yeah. not a fad. Yeah. The closest thing to it is a vodka tonic. But how popular is are people making vodka tonics at home? Right, they're not really. Um, it's absolutely here to stay. But fragmentation, fragmentation, fragmentation. Yeah.
1: So the white claw monopoly will, will go be, away. Yeah, well, yeah. it's going to be broken up. But yep. more and more seltzers. Well,
2: oh, I, bet, uh, I bet white claw still grows in 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 twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: I'm sure. Uh, I I there's there's a flaw, Jeff. And go the, ahead. Yeah, there's I, you probably know what this this. Conceptual fallacy is and I don't know what it's called But wherever you are on the growth or decline cycle uh, people always assume that it's going to continue on that trajectory So you could be reversion to the mean is what you're gonna Well, I'm just gonna say I think that uh, You know the category 226 percent last year and people are still anxious that it's going to continue to grow like that forever No, but
1: we don't drink wine coolers anymore at all full stop. We don't drink Zima anymore At all, full stop,
0: right? So, I, I think we're getting. I I think the market will saturate at a certain point, uh, at a and probably at a lower point than other people think. We're not there yet, but I'm guessing. You know, craft beer w- grew was growing at 15% a year for 10 years, and everybody thought it was going to keep doing that until it until it dropped to two percent. Mm. And I think I think we're going to see that with this probably around. I'm, I'm guessing between five and seven percent. But the market. it will not go away like Zima and yeah. uh, wine Cooler. Stuff. It may it may eventually trail off. There's not 20 years from now. Yeah, right. there's not a lot of native interest there. So there people are not going to be pa- like right now. It's it's cool to be a passionate seltzer fan, but right. I think at a certain point it's going to seem passe and weird. And it's like, why are we getting so excited about right. this thing? Something that's
2: super popular. Popular in 2019 will therefore not be popular in 2029 20, exactly uh, yeah i think
1: it's also true though that this is happening in the in the soda industry as well is that is that low calorie low no sugar is kicking it's kicking trendy, sugar yeah sure. kicking yeah. sugar's ass right now sugar is a problem so yeah
2: and this yeah. is a, yeah this is the perfect product for the time and place but you know is it on a 10-year cycle yeah maybe 15 yeah sure yeah two no okay
0: definitely definitely
1: well nat west thank you very much for
0: I, if I were edu- a brewery, edu- though,
1: educating us about seltzer. Mm. It
0: may be too late if you're a brewery to start up your seltzer line, unless you just want to sell it in the tap room. That's another thing. Oh, mm. yeah. Well, maybe. I don't know. Get James Floyd in here and talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Write us in about all of this stuff. Mm. All Please. right, Jeff. How much time do we have left? I think we don't have very any time left. So let's. All right, so we're gonna have to put push, push the mailbox
1: mail bag off the next time. Thank you very much. So full though. I yeah. Did a, well, I did it did is a, actually. We it's have just stuffed over in the corner. Yeah. I Which did, is good
0: because apparently it's usually barren. I did sort of a bad job of timing it, so I'm not entirely sure, but I need to get on a train. so I'm gonna I'm gonna say we should uh, we should wrap it up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do you mean you did a bad job? You hit start and you're saying you didn't hit start.
0: I hit start sometime after we ah, started. Oh, yeah. It's late. All right.
1: We better wrap this up. So a few words going out. Once again, we want to extend a hearty thank you to Breakside Brewery for sponsoring this episode of the Beervana Podcast. You can find them in Portland and Milwaukee, Oregon. So does this require explanation that there is a suburb of Portland that's called Milwaukee and it's spelled with an I-E, not an E-E, and it's not in Wisconsin? Okay, so there we go. So, you can find Breakside Brewery in Portland, Oregon and yeah. Milwaukee, Oregon. I Yeah, because there's also a Portland, Maine. Either way, be in Oregon first, then go looking for Breakside, either in Portland or Milwaukee, uh, or at Breakside.com. Please subscribe to us on Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate us. Five stars, please. That helps other listeners find the show. We'd love to hear from you, so please send your questions or comments, and sometimes we'll actually read them. Not today, however, <laughs> to Jeff at BirvanaBlog.com or on Twitter at BirvanaBlog. Jeff blogs at BirvanaBlog, and he tweets
0: at, at Biervana and Patrick tweets at Beeronomics. Rarely. All right. uh, Come on, man. Keep up the... uh, I think we
1: all have the Cascadia tropical pineapple, uh, which, by the way, I think of all these is my favorite. Oh. Yeah.
2: You're a a real seltzer drinker.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I prefer the citrus knobs. You're a real beer drinker. (laughs) (laughs) All All right. right. Cheers, cheers, Thanks for stopping by. cheers. Cheers.